Let's now look ahead to the fight. And we've got on the line uh, Mike Koppinger, who's a uh, from a boxing insider for the athletic and co-host of the of the cop uh, boxing show mike good evening from us in south africa thank you very much for speaking to us thank you for having me on great a few days before the fight mike how would you describe the build-up to this one wilder ortiz too there's some good buzz right now the first fight in march 2018 was a terrific battle and this is really the last thing Deontay Wilder needs to do, beat Luis Ortiz, before that much-anticipated rematch with Tyson Fury. So this is really the precursor, and I'm expecting another great fight on Saturday. We actually did speak to Deontay Wilder last week here on the show, and he was very confident, as you would expect. What will be key for him uh, in, uh, in, in, in this rematch? Because Ortiz gave him a scare in the first fight, especially in round seven. Yeah, that was very scary. I thought Wilder was in big trouble. Was really impressed by Wilder's heart to knock out Ortiz a few rounds later. Wilder's got to stay away from that big left hook of Ortiz. He got caught a couple of times in the first fight and really use his jab more and keep him at bay. And I expect Wilder to kind of catch Ortiz earlier this time and finish him. There's, there, there's been a lot of talk about the next fight. You've also mentioned the Joshua or Fury for Wilder. He hasn't been shy to talk about it. But how does he avoid not being distracted and overlooking the dangerous Ortiz? Deontay Wilder, from my experience, is one of the most focused fighters in boxing. And, yeah, he is looking ahead. But I also think that he's focused on the task at hand. And fighting Ortiz once already, he knows just how dangerous Ortiz is. Ortiz is clearly in better shape than ever before. We finally see some uh, muscle definition on his stomach. Uh-huh. He has abs, finally, Ortiz. So we'll see if that leads to a victory this time. But I, I think Wilder's focused. Well, Ortiz has also brought in Larry Wade. A lot's been said about him. He's been held for telling around the careers of a few boxers, including Sean Porter and Abadu Jack. What do you expect him to add to Ortiz's arsenal? You know, I think he can add a lot. And, I mean, look, Ortiz is 40 years old now. Yeah. You know, he can fine-tune some things, but I don't know that he can really revamp his boxing at this stage of his career. I think he has to go with what he knows best, which is, you know, he's a great body puncher, and he has tremendously heavy hands when he lands. He just has to, his, his biggest issue is staying away from that big wild right <laughs> hand, which he couldn't stay away from in the first fight. Does he also have something to prove, considering, like we said, what happened in the last fight and how he probably left him, let him off the hook in that round seven? He definitely thought he let him off the hook. And, yeah, he has a lot to prove because at, at 40 years old, this has got to be his last chance, right, for a heavyweight title. And I know that haunts him still. And let's not forget, he had a chance to fight Anthony Joshua in June mm-hmm. and passed it up knowing that he had a chance in Wilder later in the year. So this Wilder fight means a lot to him, everything. Mm. And, and Wilder 41 fights, 40 knockouts. Do you see another one coming? I, I'm predicting Deontay Wilder will score a knockout, maybe rounds five or six, somewhere in there. The last time Wilder had a trouble in a fight was against Bermain Severn when he won the oh, yeah. title. That was in January of 2015. And when they had the rematch a couple of years later, Wilder knocks the burn out in the first round. Mm. I, I don't think Ortiz is going to be the same. You know, he was brutally knocked out by Wilder once. That has to take something out of you. 
And and what do you make of Wilder taking on Ortiz again? Because some heavyweights seem to have been avoiding the Cuban, saying that he's very dangerous, he's very technical, but Wilder is taking him on for the second time. What does it say about him? Wilder really wants the biggest challenges out there, and he wants to put a stamp on this victory and show that. Let's, let's not forget, for a long time, Luis Ortiz was kind of viewed as the boogeyman of the division, the fighter mm-hmm. no one wanted to face. And Wilder saying, all right, I'll face him a second time. No one else wants to fight him. So that's going to be another good win on Wilder's resume, assuming he beats Ortiz. And then we can all get excited and move on to Wilder Fury 2, which I believe will be the biggest heavyweight title fight since Tyson fought Lennox Lewis in 2002. <laughs> and what happens if Joshua beats, beats Ruiz? Joshua beats Ruiz. Uh, that, that, I mean, Joshua beats Ruiz. We got to get Joshua versus the winner of Wilder Fury in late 2020. Although Wilder Fury too, that, that has a rematch clause. I know as well. So uh-huh. you could be looking at a third fight between them in the summer. But that, that's just still leave enough time for a fight in the fall. But you know, this is heavyweight boxing. And there's always politics involved. So we'll see what happens. But I, I, I will be in Saudi Arabia for Joshua Ruiz, and I'm really excited for that one. Oh. And and the interesting thing when we spoke to Terry last week is that he was telling us that he's he's got a soft spot for for Ortiz because they've got doctors who I mean daughters who've battled uh, through medical conditions and that's why he thought maybe he should give him this fight again. Uh, he says it's not like any other opponent that is fought. There's just something special or a bond that he has with Ortiz. Is that something that you've seen that you would have noted also? I've seen Deontay say that, but hopefully he doesn't show him any compassion in the ring. That'll be a bad thing. <laughs> but Deontay Wilder is one of the nicest guys I've encountered in my time covering the sport. I think he's a genuine guy, and he always, he always seems to do the right thing. So mm. I, I think that's the way a heavyweight champion should act outside of the ring. And with all the focus on Deontay Wilder, uh, Mike, I mean, w- w- what is Ortiz saying ahead of, of, of this fight? How's his mental state? looks strong. Ortiz is saying that he, he knows he was caught in the first fight, but that he's going to give a much better account of himself this time around. And I think, like you said, it really haunts him because he had him in big trouble in round seven. And Ortiz has acknowledged that he knows this is, this is his last shot to really become a heavyweight champion and fulfill his dream. You know, there's never been a heavyweight champion from Cuba. So that will be a big deal for both him and his country. And for future earnings, because I mean, although I, I am told he's making in excess of seven million for this fight. Oh. And and just finally, you mentioned Joshua Ruiz. How was the reaction in uh, in the U.S. when um, he was upset by Ruiz when he was beaten by Ruiz? We were all shocked. I, I, I couldn't have. No one really saw this coming. We all knew Andy Ruiz was a good solid fighter, but no one expected him to beat Anthony Joshua. And what was even more shocking was the way he took that brutal left hook in round three when Ruiz survived the knockdown. Mm. So uh, you've seen Ruiz really, you know, he's on, he's on the cusp of stardom here in the U.S. now. I think he has a real chance to be the second biggest star after Canelo Alvarez if he beats Ruiz, Joshua one more time. And how seriously is he taking this fight? Because we've, we've seen some reports that maybe he's not training as seriously as he should. He's buying cars. He's posting on social media. Yeah, that was concerning at first, but it seems like he's hunkered down since then and been training rather hard. But, yeah, I mean, that's a concern, right? Is he enjoying, was he enjoying his 15 minutes of fame a little too much, maybe? <laughs> we saw the, the mansion parties and everything, and Josh has been kind of quiet. He hasn't really said much at all. He's in Sheffield, England training, and 
he seems to be taking this way more seriously because I know he didn't take Rui serious the first time. And for you, finally, Mike, who's the best heavyweight in the world? Because when we spoke to Deontay last week, he said he doesn't recognize Fury as a lineal champion. He doesn't understand what um, what that is. <laughs> yeah, we hear a lineal <laughs> champion on ESPN every day, right? <laughs> um, I think Deontay Wilder is the best heavyweight in the world. He has mm-hmm. the best resume right now. He's undefeated. He's knocked out everyone he's ever faced. So got to go with him. And I think Wilder is very underrated. I hear boxing fans all the time say, oh, well, Deontay Wilder doesn't have the best footwork. He doesn't have the best Technique. Techni- technical ability. Mm. It doesn't matter, right? This is heavyweight boxing, and his right hand is dynamite. Great stuff. Mike, we're looking forward to the fight. Hopefully, we'll catch up with you again after it or before Joshua and uh, Ruiz. But thank you very much for finding the time to speak to us in South Africa. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Check him out. Boxing Insider for The Athletic and co-host um, of the Copa Boxing Show. That is Micah Koppinger. They're speaking to us all the way from U.S. about Wilder and uh, Ortiz and also Joshua Ruiz. Lots of exciting heavyweight fight, heavyweight fight uh, lined up in store for us. It's going to be a cracking few weeks of our boxing. And uh, we've got a voice note. Let's see if we've got a voice note that's come through on 061-4104-107. My money this weekend is definitely on Deontay, the bronze bomber, Wilder. Luis Ortiz looks very, very strong. Like you can see, he's fit. I think in the first fight, uh, Wilder definitely won because Ortiz gassed in the 10th round. But this time, it looks like he'll be able to go the full 12 with all of his technical ability. But at the same time, Wilder's a more experienced fighter and Wilder's power doesn't fade. Wilder can hit you as hard as he did in the 12th round as he did in the first round. So I think Wilder's definitely going to try and finish this fight very quickly. Very, very quickly try and get Ortiz out of there. Because the longer Ortiz is in there, the riskier it gets for Wilder. Yeah, my money is definitely on Wilder, but it should be a very entertaining fight. Okay, great comment there um, on the bronze bomber. You must be a member of the bomb squad, uh, Wilder's, uh, Wilder's fans there. By the way, he did say also when uh, we spoke to him that uh, he had flu uh, in, in the first fight, Deontay Wilder, but now he's 100% for this fight. He's doing scuba diving, he's doing swimming to prepare for this one. So really should be an explosive uh, fight. And a man with a record of uh, 40 knockouts from 41 fights. That is incredible, and you can never bet against him. I mean, the only blemish in that record is uh, that draw against Tyson Fury, who he put down twice in that fight that still ended in a draw. So, yeah, if you're a betting man, you can't bet against a man that's been unbeaten yet. But let's see uh, what Ortiz has to offer. He also sounds confident. Uh, they say that is a very technical fighter. Well, we saw him um, in that first fight there, but he is 40 years old, like Mike Koppinger um, has said to us. So it's going to be interesting to see how the legs uh, will be acting up there on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, our time. Uh, from Vegas. Up next, we come back home. We'll speak to the Mahikeng local municipality. They're honoring ring official Sylvia Mokaila tomorrow night. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM.
Well, as I mentioned, uh, that uh, the Mahikeng local municipality are celebrating a female boxing official, uh, Mayor Sylvia Mukaila, who spoken to on the show about an incredible journey in the sport of uh, boxing and what she still wants to do. And we're glad to know that she's being recognized by her own. And uh, joining us on the line now is the head in the office of the executive mayor of the Mahikeng local municipality, Mr. John Mashiho. Mr. Uh, uh, John Mashiho, good evening and thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAF. Good evening uh, and good good evening to your listeners. From your side, I mean, you're honoring one of your own tomorrow in uh, in Sylvia Mukaila. What motivated this decision and how did it come about? Uh, look, Sylvia Mukaila to us, she's a gem. She is an ambassador. She represents she represents our country, our province northwest, and in particular. Mike and local municipality on a spot that is very rare for uh, females. So we are very proud of her uh, as a municipality. Hence, the decision was taken that uh, she be honored this year. Mm. And do you remember her reaction when she was when you told her about this great gesture that you'll be doing? She must have been <laughs> delighted. She was. She was elated. She was very excited that. Uh, uh, half the time, uh, she's getting accolades from outside mm. uh, her place of birth. But this one is very special to her because she's she's born here uh, in the local village uh, in Lomayani. So she's one of our own. She was very excited. Mm. And and for, for, for those not familiar with the area, I mean, what kind of a community and a village is Lomanyang, like you've, you've mentioned, and the fact that she's come out of there and she's represented um, everybody internationally through her boxing work? Lomanyang is your typical rural area. Typical rural area that you can think of, uh, like any other rural area. It's mm. not even a township. It's mm. a rural area. But when you look at her resume, you look at the international places she has visited. She has represented us as a country, as a province, and as a municipality. You cannot believe that she's coming from Lomanyane. Mm. And do you think the people of Lomanyane are aware of what she's done? Or is, 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 is events like the one that you're doing tomorrow uh, set to highlight uh, what she, she has done to the rest of the community? From from my, my observation is that she is she is so known mm. in the area. She is so known and she is equally contributing in the field of boxing. Uh, I'm aware she's 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 working with uh, some young stars, which is very important. Our young stars nowadays are busy with things that they're not supposed to be engaged engaged with like drugs, you know, things that are, that that do not take their lives forward. So what she's doing is very positive for the nation. Mm, and we've actually spoken to us to her a few times before, and she told us about her passion of giving back to the community and also teaching young girls about uh, just uh, being in boxing and being a ring official and passing on her knowledge uh, to the younger ones. So the invite says it's a gala dinner. What's expected to happen? What uh, Paint a picture for us about how the event will happen tomorrow. The, the executive mayor has, has invited Mrs. Mukaila and her family. She's invited uh, the MEC for sports, arts and culture in the province. Unfortunately, we are not sure if she's coming. 
but we are, we are sure the HOD for, for the Department of Sport, Art and Culture in the province will be there. And and it will be a festive. We are, we are celebrating. Uh. We are celebrating one of our own. So it's going to be a festive and jovial uh, occasion. Mm. And and is it is it is it an annual event that you do as a municipality for others, or will this be the first of its kind? It's a flagship program. We are starting with her. Funds permitting, we will honor uh, somebody next year. Mm. Yeah, she's very lucky that uh, a decision was taken to honor her. But I don't think it is it is luck. It's a contribution in society. Mm. Mm. For sure. And, and and what does she get, Mr. Mashiho? Is there a monetary appreciation for the work that she's done? Is there a certificate, a trophy? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me just say to you, there will be a gift uh, that she's going to be receiving from the executive mayor. A ching-ching for gift. Now, for, for, for now, I cannot divulge the details because I'll, I'll be letting the cat out of the bag. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. fair Fair enough. We wish you all the best. It is wonderful what you're doing to recognize your own. We don't see a lot of that. Our people uh, get recognized outside of where they come from. And I think it's a great uh, idea that you've come up with and long may it continue, sir. We appreciate what the SABC is doing. We appreciate what the SAFM is doing for us to cover this event. Thank you very much. Great stuff. And uh, hopefully we can send cameras there, SABC TV, to go and cover this in Mahikeng tomorrow night at the Civic Center. We're going to spread the word, uh, Mr. Mashiho. But once again, uh, kudos to all of you and uh, well done. And uh, let's also speak now to the lady of the moment herself, uh, Ms. Sylvia Mukaila, who joins us on the line. Good evening, ma'am. Thanks again for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, Traviso, and evening to the viewers. We've spoken to you a few times on the show before. We know your passion for the sport of boxing, but how do you feel about this recognition from home? I'm very, very happy about the the event, the, the boxing event. Hmm. How how good is it to be honoured by by your own people? I I remember when we last spoke to you in August, you'd made history at that Rodney Berman tournament where you were the fight supervisor. But your efforts are now being recognised in your own community. Is it even more special for you? Yes, it's very very special because uh, it shows that according to the uh, the the honouring that will be honouring me, it shows that the youth people. They must use their talent, then they will go very high with their talent. If you follow your passion of sport or if you follow your talent, you'll succeed. And for those not familiar with your story, how do you describe your journey? Uh, my journey is a long, long journey. That is like a, a person that is running a relay team that is having the baton on the hand. And according to the sport, that I love mostly boxing is because it's a discipline sport and I'm very, very happy to be recognized or to be honored, especially in my the municipality where I come from, uh, where they recognize my contribution that I'm playing in the in our province. I'm very, very happy and I could say to you that the media people is the one who all, always make me on the map to to see myself on the map every day because if it was not media people could not even know me from uh, uh, out of the country or even far from where i stay 
I remember when we once spoke to you, I think it was last year, you had a dream of teaching young girls what you do, how to officiate and learn the ins and out of boxing and you wanted to do it in your hometown. Is that something that's still in the pipeline? Is it something that you're doing? That, that is something that is already started. Great. Yeah, it's very started. Even now when they're honoring, mm. even the mayor, by honoring me, she, she even came where the boxers are training, mm. where there's no equipment, where the, I show her that this is the, the passion of sports that I'm doing, but the problem is we don't have a, 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 a facility mm-hmm. where boxers are trained. And then they came there to see where I'm talking about. Then they came, they said they were going to assist and they wanted boxing to come back to uh, in the province because they want to revive boxing. As a sport, I'm already there, especially with the boxers. I show them also how, when they train, mm. what is the most important thing is to have the determination, the love of the sport. And also, I always uh, motivate them to say that to become a champion, you have to be disciplined and you have to have the determination in whatever you are doing. And then also, we are, the, the background of the other kids. Mm. They don't have the parents, others, they don't, they love the sport, but they don't have the support of the parents from home. I always motivate them to say that you must sit down with your parents and tell them what you want to do in your life. Because sport is the main uh, uh, event that you always know that when you are doing sports, you become healthy, also you become disciplined. Because according to boxing, boxing is a disciplined sport mm. that needs uh, somebody who is always there, also uh, especially the health living, also the food that you are eating there, also it counts when you want to become a champion. We already started. I think now at the moment we are going far mm. with boxing because last time in the northwest province there are boxers that also re- when I receive an award, those boxers also they receive the award. Mm. Wow. Okay, I just want you to just stay there. I want to find out more about the work that you're doing, Miss Sylvia. We just want to take a quick break and we'll wrap up after this. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. And we're wrapping up with uh, ring official Sylvia Mokaila, who will be honoured by the Mahikeng local municipality tomorrow for uh, putting the province, uh, the region, the community and on, 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 on the map and for the sterling work that she's done. Uh, Ms. Sylvia, you were just talking to us about what you're doing at the moment. And, and are you getting any assistance at the moment? Are you doing it out of your own pocket? Uh, well, now I'm doing out of my pocket. Uh, the other thing is that uh, you were asking me about what I'm doing. I'm working for the Department of Sport, mm. uh, for the Department of Culture, Arts and Traditional Affairs, uh, Sports, because it, it has been changed to the after reconfiguration. Mm-hmm. Traditional Affairs is no more with us. So the Department of Sport is coming back to us. As, at the moment, I'm working as a PA for Supply Chain Management Director. Mm. So which means, according to, to you, what you said, Am I able to do the work or to do the sport? Mm. I'm doing the sport after work. Mm. Immediately when I knock off, I wish that I can transfer. Uh, I'm requesting a transfer from the section where I am to the section of sport because it's in our department now. So that I can be easier. It can be easy for me to focus on the development of sport, mm. of boxing in our province. And you're working with both boys and girls? Yes. 
and and if there are people listening to us, I mean, what kind of support do you need for something like this? The work that you're doing yeah. after your working hours? Uh, the support that I need mostly, especially when I told I spoke to the municipality, is the equipment. Mm. Because when you go for the training, uh, the equipment is the main important thing. Because the boxers are training without a ring. There's no ring. There's no punching bags. There's only a lot of things that we are doing there. It's most of the exercise. But it needs also a boxer to be in a ring so that he must know uh, how to fight in a ring. So that when he attended the, the, the competitions, they know that uh, the people there or the, the, the environment of to box in a ring is the different when you are training on the floor. Mm. So, and the other thing that I'm requesting, especially also, is the funding. Because we need to have the funds so that those boxers can be funded, especially when they transport, maybe they have the fight, to be assisted with transport to take them to the event. And also, the, they must assist them also by buying them the, the, the clubs when they are doing the training. It mm. means the equipment, I can say equipment of boxing as a whole. Well, let's hope that uh, something positive comes out tomorrow. We did ask the municipality if there's anything they're going to give to you because we don't want our, our heroes to just be honoured and just being honoured by words and all of that. There's a lot more uh, that needs to go into it. Uh, also, I remember when we spoke to Tara Matebula, he says he was invited uh, to a ceremony. They honoured him, but there was nothing for him. I uh, didn't get anything and he doesn't understand what they were honouring or, or, or the reason they were honouring him. So we do hope something, Miss Sylvia, comes out uh, tomorrow night and do keep updated at least you've put it out there and we know exactly you've already started uh before anybody could come on board and let's hope that uh, then uh, people join you on this wonderful work that you are doing thank you very much for speaking to us and uh let's end and the show by finding out what's coming up on sabc's boxing show the tko this friday night and uh, colin nathan joins us on the line colin good evening viva from us uh, viva great to be hearing your voice and chatting to the listeners Great. You know the drill. What's coming up this week? People are going to be up late waiting for the show. Yeah, so Bongani and Quinn are going to be in Shia. They're going to be talking about upcoming uh, things in international boxing and local boxing, obviously. And then SABC, the TKO, is going to be showcasing uh, Lusana Komunisi's comeback of, of, of sorts. You mm. know, he's coming off three, he was coming off three consecutive losses. Yeah. He fought recently in Durban. They're going to be highlighting that. And I think... He, he, the boxing community can make a decision whether he's got some sort of relevance in the industry store. I think he, I think he does, and I'm looking forward to seeing his uh, his fight on the TK on Friday night. Uh, I actually remember that tournament at the Umfolozi Casino M Mpangini where he was fighting. I think it was Sanel Simang that he was fighting against. So exactly correct, correct, yeah. correct. And he, and he won a fight, so it's going to be interesting to see how he performed in that contest, and, and like I'm saying, what kind of relevance he has in the market in South African boxing. Okay, great stuff. Looking forward uh, to seeing that one on um, SABC then. The other question, uh, Colin, is that we've not spoken, um, well, we didn't speak to you after Simpiwa's fight against Chaipon Munzri. You've had time to reflect on the fight. How do you look at it? Um, credible performance uh, from Simpiwa. Didn't distress himself. He just lost to a very, very good champion. Um, many years, it's really difficult to beat in that environment in Thailand. But he is a very, very good fighter, well-schooled, technically sound, uh, very aggressive, very strong, got 
gets a lot of momentum going, particularly with the environment. You know, the, the weather and the crowd gets behind him, and and he really is a very good champion. So no disgrace. Timpira did really well. Coming up short, there's no disgrace to the best fighter in the division in the world. Was that a knockdown after? Was it round seven or eight? Because it sounded yeah, like it was, it was after the bell. It was literally on the bell, and you know, uh, you know me. I'm the first one to complain mm-hmm. when when something's not kosher. But it was a legit knockdown on the buzzer, on the bell. Mm. And uh, in fairness, you know, we got caught in a bad position. We're actually winning that round. And then Congdon walked on to try and close the show and seal the round. And he's positioning with his feet. He was off balance and he got caught with a good right hand. So fair knockdown on the, bu- on the bell. So it counted against us. Okay. And then the last one is that people have been asking us, how is the complaint going? Azinga's complaint with the IBF of, against Rakimov. Is there any update on that? Okay, so firstly, I'm not prepared to discuss that right now. But what I can say to you, though, it's still pending. And there will be an outcome shortly. But I am still working on things. But have you received any update of any sort? Because the last time we spoke, it was just yeah, an acknowledgement. There will, will be shortly. And obviously, there'll be an announcement from Rumble Africa and myself. But right now, no comments on the situation. Is there a time frame? No comments. And what are the plans for Azinga, or are you waiting for the outcome of this? Yeah, I mean, naturally, everything's based on appeal, so we'll just have to wait for the appeal. Okay, great stuff. Colin, thanks for always speaking to us on SAFM. Viva, take care. Viva. Colin Nathan there, uh, saying there will be an announcement shortly from Rumble Africa uh, about their complaint lodged with the IBF. So we'll wait patiently then, CEO Nomfesane, uh, for that one. And I'm sure she'll keep us updated as soon as uh, they get uh, something from the IBF. That's the best we could do. A lot of you have been asking us about that uh, um, that, uh, that complaint or appeal or whichever way you put it there. So we also have to wait and we'll find out, I guess, when everybody else finds out. But that's it from us then. It is uh, 8 o'clock. I'm going to put up the Dento Wilder podcast again, or you can go to Iono if you haven't missed it, because I see a tweet now that says, oh, I didn't realize that you had Dento Wilder. Where have you been, my friend? Anyway, we're back tomorrow between 7 and 8 p.m.